You love the thumbnail. Thank you, Jonesy. Little help from the AI. Good morning, Pig's Dream. Let's go. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can fuck themselves. Oh yeah, baby. 3 a.m. It's always 3 a.m. somewhere. Vegans, God damn, it feels good to be a vegan, doesn't it? You know, I was thinking a lot about zoos after talking with uh, Michael and Annie last night. I was thinking a lot about zoos. Couldn't stop thinking about zoos, actually. And, like, I was just... <sighs> zoos are one of the worst things ever. They're one of the worst things ever. They are just prisons. They're just prisons. It's making me crazy. Why is it called a thumbnail? I think it's supposed to be... Because in the original internet days, it looked like a, it was like a small image, so it was called a thumbnail image. I think it's because in the old days, when you made photo arrays, you would make a bunch of really small ones before the internet, you know, and they called them thumbnails because they were really tiny, like the size of a thumbnail. I'm pretty sure that's what, because before the internet was really a big thing, we called them thumbnails. Uh, so, it, like, because you would get a photo like when you got to get your film developed at a at a at a studio, at a black room, a dark room, they would uh, they would br develop your film, and then you'd get a little card with all of the pictures on it in thumbnails, and so those were that was your thumbnail card, and then you had all the big ones, and you could they called them thumbnails. I think it's because they were just a little piece of thumbnail. There you go. Benny G, what up, what up, what up, what up? I'm so glad you're here. 3 a.m. over at Bazao. Uh, thank you. You know, today in the news, I was thinking, I just saw this thing because uh, we were talking about mental health last night. And today I saw this thing right off the bat about how D's nuts are going to help you. A handful of D's nuts daily could reduce depression risk by 17%. You know, I, every day I hear about how the vegan diet makes you healthier. I'm just like, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm in it for the animals. But like, if you're suffering from mental illness, I always have said, I've said this for a long time. Oh, you have anxiety? Maybe you should, tr you should try a vegan diet. Oh, you, um, your kid your kid is having trouble in school. Why don't you switch to a plant-based diet? See if that has any good, does any good. Because so much of everything that you, is diet and exercise, diet and exercise. Again, veganism is not a panacea. It cannot solve everything. But when you are, when you switch to a whole foods plant-based diet, if you do not feel better, then uh, there's something else going on. I need these nuts. 
5 p.m. over there. Yeah, I mean, it, it reminds me. So 17%, according to this study, they did 13,000 middle-aged and elderly patients with an average of age of 58. They studied between 2007 and 2020, a 13-year study. There's a picture of pistachios here because pistachios, there's some there's some peanut butter. I think that's peanut butter. I can't tell. But um, some, some, some lady eating an almond. She loves these nuts. Dave for so they would eat two ounces of walnuts for 16 weeks two ounces of walnuts a day for 16 weeks University of South Australia I mean research has shown that the increasing dietary tryptophan which the brain uses to make serotonin a natural mood stabilizer results in reduced symptoms of anxiety and depression I mean uh, do we ha need we go further a study found that frequent consumption of fast food and processed sweets can increase the risk of depression. Duh. Of the nearly 9,000 participants in this study, researchers discovered that the subjects who ate the most fast food, hamburgers and pizza, and baked goods, donuts, croissants, and other pastries, were 51% more likely to develop depression. No wonder all these carnies are crying all the time. No wonder I got to drink carny tears every single day of my life. That's why they're crying all the time, these carnies. Because we need these nuts. We got to have nuts. Well, nuts reduces your 17%. I'm not going to forget that number. 17. Locking it in. A handful of nuts a day keeps your depression at bay. Think about 17% 17, 17 reduction in your chances of, of depression. I think that's fantastic. Does that mean if I eat more nuts that I get better? I mean, could I, could I, could I? Could I make that number a little bit better? Could I get up to 20% less uh, depressed if I ate more nuts? They gotta be. No wonder I'm so happy. I'm so happy-go-lucky and optimistic because I eat peanut butter every day. Every day I eat peanut butter, mostly, almost every day. I love peanut butter. It's delicious. I eat peanut butter and celery, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. It's fantastic. A handful of nuts will make you happy. Exactly. If I had a, if I had a girlfriend, I'd send her this, LOL. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of a little shirt that I made. It says, these nuts are carbon negative. But, you know, these nuts, these nuts cure depression would help. <laughs> these nuts will curb your depression. If you want, you can go to veganofcourse.net or veganofcourse.etsy.com. Pick up my these nuts shirt. It uh, looks like mixed nuts in the lettering. And it says, these nuts are carbon negative. Because, you know, it's, it's true. Farming nuts are, is good for the environment unlike farming animals. Animal agriculture is destroying the planet. Nut agriculture, not only can you do a solid for the planet, but you are also just be a little less depressed, about 17% less depressed. <laughs> mm. Oh man, the carny tears are good today. It's a perfect temperature too. That's what I like about it. I mean, I, I, guess, it, I guess it's just one of those things where I'm thinking, why, why wouldn't we all have more nuts in our diet? Makes sense. Hello, real vegan, says the vegan stallion. What up, vegan stall? What happened? You know, I'm, I'm yeah, we got two Benjis. It's funny when uh, when Benji came on the first time, I thought he was you, vegan stallion. I thought that was funny. I thought I thought you changed your name. I understand President Jimmy Carter was a peanut farmer. You do understand that Peter. Yes, he was. He was a well, you know, okay, so he was he was a peanut farmer, but the big thing was 
since peanuts are internationally sold, when he became a president, in order to not break the emoluments clause in our constitution, he divested all interest in his peanut farms because if a foreign power were buying peanuts from his farm, wouldn't that be a conflict of interest? That's called the emoluments clause. We've got that in our constitution. Unfortunately, the last president, uh, he was supposed to do the same thing with all of his international hotels. He didn't do it. He was just like, no, I'm not doing that. Completely broke the law. A hundred percent. It's completely obvious. Like, no one argues about that. It completely broke the emoluments clause. But people still call Jimmy Carter a peanut farmer because he actually did the right thing. You know what I mean? Uh, there's this zoo over in Tennessee that's pissing me off. They, they birthed a spotless giraffe. A rare giraffe. It's got no spots, this poor little guy. He's got like... Uh, He's got he's got zero spots is the thing. He's very special because of this. He's plain Jane, and uh, they're saying that there he is. You see see this little guy? He's got no spots. The last time this happened was in a Tokyo Zoo in the 1970s. But um, so I I I read this article and they go into saying only okay. So we believe giraffe numbers have dropped by 30% in the last 30 years, okay? Giraffe numbers have dropped by 30%. We want to ensure that future generations get the opportunity to see these wonderful these wonderful animals in the future. And I'm like, okay, well, that's the, that's the whole article. Look, it's not that long of an article. And I went, wait a second, there's more to this story. No one writes that short and this doesn't have anything else going on, right? Poor little guy doesn't have a name in yet, but they're thinking about calling the baby Kipiki, uh, which means unique, or Ferali, which means unusual. Shakiri also means beautiful, and Jamela, which means beauty. All right, so think about names for this poor little guy who's going to be raised in captivity as a prisoner because he was born um, with a long neck. All right, so... Of course, I had to Google, well, what the heck? Why are... Why are giraffes endangered why are they dwindling there's only like a hundred thousand left of these giraffes in the wild and i'm like well why the heck what zoo is that it's tennessee a mount the cheyenne mount zoo in colorado springs is known for the giraffe program i think the cheyenne one just had a giraffe that had like a short neck isn't that what happened in cheyenne recently i think that just happened too there's been some giraffe news lately but um, so I'm like, okay, so we're gonna have them in zoos so that we don't have, uh, so we, so future generations can enjoy uh, seeing these beautiful, majestic creatures. So we got to keep them in zoos, which is ridiculous, right? Okay, so I mean, go to a you want to see a friggin' giraffe? Go to Africa, bro. Go, go to Africa. There's lots of cool things to see there. I mean, they need the tourist dollars everywhere, everywhere in Africa. They would love to have you. Most places that don't chop off your head. Go to one of the ones where they got where they're not going to chop off your. Go to one of the countries in Africa where they're not going to chop off your head, and then you could see probably all of these beautiful creatures in the wild. You know, and which will be better than seeing them in a locked up little pen at a family owned zoo in uh, Bumbuck Middle of Nowhere, Tennessee. What? Are, where's a giraffe where was it just a tennessee zoo i don't even know northeastern tennessee zoo in a rural community is where it, a family-owned rural community zoo if you've ever been in the south and been to one of their rural community zoos it ain't good it ain't good it's like some little it's some little zoo off the road off the interstate 
where you can go on a road trip on your way to someplace else and you can stop by, take a leak, and look at some animals. You can gawk at some poor little creatures stuck in cages. That's where this 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 poor giraffe, this plain Jane giraffe is going to be. But um, anyway, so I looked up, why, are, why do we have this problem? The Nubian giraffe is a subspecies of giraffe which is critically endangered. Uh, in 2018, the Nubian giraffe used to be widespread in Northeast Africa. Number one cause, habitat loss from agriculture development and urban development. Number two, poaching for meat, pelts, and tails. Number three, human-wildlife conflict. Number four, civil unrest. Number five, being hit by vehicles. So, number one, agriculture. We could reduce our agriculture today by about 76% if everyone went vegan. Save the giraffes. I just saved the giraffes for you, everybody. Now, future generations can uh, can behold this beautiful, majestic creature. You're welcome. Once again, another problem solved by your friendly vegan neighbor, Skyjack Morgan. You're welcome. Your vegan friend forever. You know, thank me later. Thank me later. So, <laughs> giraffe season, yeah. In nature, it means mutant. Oh, no, what means mutant? Benji. Benji means mutant in nature. Okay, so I guess, like, if you think that uh, you need to see giraffes in zoos, you got a problem, son. I got a, I got a problem for you, boy. Mm. It's so good. It's so good. All right, let's do a, um, what, should we do the bad news first? I mean, it's bad news. Let's do one more bad news story because um, before the affirmation. I'd like to do the affirmation after we get the bad news out of the way. What do you say? So today, last night, a uh, right near my house, this was up uh, kind of out in, the, out in the outskirts, out in the outskirts of Orange County, a place called Tribuco Canyon. There's a biker bar called Cook's Corner. And a biker bar in Southern California isn't like a buck biker bar in other places. It's pretty, it's, it's a lot of different types of people there. It's not just bikers. Like it's a biker friendly bar because it's kind of in an area where lots of people, like there's a really cool motorcycling you can do in the mountains and stuff. And so a lot of people stop there and a lot of bikers go there. So it's called Cook's Corner. It's a biker bar, but everybody goes there. I've been there a bunch of times. It's not like a place that's like a rough and tumble. Oh, you're going to get your you're going to get killed going there or whatever. But now you are going to get killed going there. Somebody walked in and um, shot shot I think 11 people. Three people are dead and the shooter is dead. Um, police were able to get there in the sheriff was able to get there in 2 minutes, 2 minutes before um, after the first call, which is pretty exciting. You could see how insane this is. It's a uh, it's a lot of police action in California. This is uh, quite the operation. But uh, it's such a bummer because you don't, you don't see this sort of thing in California as much. There you go. Cold beer, good filled. Children welcome. You see? Dancing, cold beer, children welcome, entertainment. It's not like... Um, one of those types of like bars in the movies with like the biker bars, but uh, yeah, 
Yeah, a bunch of motorcycles there. So anyway, authorities arrived, dozens of patrol cars, ambulances, and the gun the gunman was a retired officer with the uh, Ventura Police Department, Mike Brown said. That's all we know about him right now. He worked at the agency from eight, 1986 to 2014. That's all we know. The gunman was a retired police officer with the Ventura Police Department. It's a little it's a little shocking. You know, it's always shocking when these 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 shootings happen right by your house, you know. They say we've been we've experienced major earthquakes, forest fires, floods, recession, other disasters. We've gotten through all of them and we came out stronger. Ride down and check us out, the bar says on its website. So I guess like <clears throat> you know, these shootings happen around my house every once in a while. When they had the when the church got shot up, couple well, last earlier this year, I guess it seems so uh, weird, right? Like that these that a church would get shot up to hell, or that the uh, that the bar down the street would get shot up, and it just it just makes me always think that we got to do something about the guns in this country. I mean, I know a lot of people disagree with me, but god damn, how many how many kids have to die? How many people have to die? How many people have to have their lives changed forever? It's not even just death. I mean, how many people get shot? They, the guy shot like eleven people. Three of them died so far, but 11 people got shot. That's 11 people that are never going to be the same again because they had the audacity to go out and try to enjoy a drink with friends or something. Yeah, it seems horrible. Please like this video as we transition to the affirmations. But um, Off topic, but I was talking with someone about veganism just now and how ex extremely bothers me how little some people value animal lives. Trillions of fish. I can't even fathom that. Trillions of lives of fish. You know, I think about that. I think about insects too. How like, I have a I have a neighbor that just has their one of those glowing things that zaps the bugs when they get near it, and I just hear it go pssst, all summer long, pssst, pssst, pssst. and every single time, I'm like that was somebody who wanted to live. That was somebody who would rather have just gone on living and was killed. Surprisingly, you know, out of nowhere, the the, the animal doesn't realize that he's being trapped. Yeah, I think about that a lot. More guns. You get a gun. You get a gun. Everybody gets a gun. There you go, Jordy. Yeah, that sounds about right. I um, <clears throat> gun violence uh, atta attacks us all, affects us all in America, and I feel like it's um really difficult to cope with sometimes, especially when it happens really close. Like we we've had a lot of mass shootings, but um, I live in Southern California, where I think this year there have been five within my really close fix uh, vicinity. And that's that's hard, man. Like we had a school shooting, a mall shooting. They got, they um, they shot up Long Beach during the during the Formula One race. There was a shooting. Um, there was a shooting in the church, and there's a shooting now right here in Tribuco. And dude, when I was a kid, when I was a kid in high school, there were three 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 school shootings that I lived through, and it weren't mass shootings. There weren't a bunch of people dead, but three shootings. And I'm like old. This has been a long problem. I tried to point out the myriad ways in which animal ag is destroying the planet on a prominent leftist platform and got timed out for spreading misinformation despite the fact that it was all true. <laughs> oh, God. This is why I don't trust leftists, Vegan Stallion. Everyone thinks I'm a leftist because I hate Donald Trump. I'm not a leftist because uh, I don't – I think the left is just as bad as the right. They say they care about equality and justice. 
They don't care about equality and justice. They don't care. They care about money and power, just like the right does. They don't care about freedom and liberty on the right. They care about money and power. We need some basic regulations of guns, but it's impossible to do anything good in this country when half of us are deranged and completely out of touch with reality. Yeah, I think it should be. I think I honestly think that if we had a if we had a decent Supreme Court, they could um, reevaluate the Second Amendment just like they did the 14th recently with Roe v. Wade. They could overturn the um, the NRA decision that was from the 70s or 80s. So, I mean, we haven't been in this problem for long. We could solve it. We could solve it. We've done it before. So, you know what I mean? Fish fucking feel. Yes, they do. And Benji says we need an affirmation. Well, Benji, you're in luck because I have a daily affirmation for vegans only. Let's see what we got today. I can't wait. You know, I've been, I've been writing these, and I'm so excited to share them once we get through this. I don't know. I'm really excited. I'm excited. I've, I've got lots of things to be excited about. My name is Skyjack Morgan, and this is your daily affirmation for vegans only. If you're not vegan, please kindly tune away and don't like this video and don't subscribe. If you are not vegan, do not like this video and don't subscribe to this channel because I don't want you around. And the other vegans who follow and subscribe to this channel don't want you around either because we don't like hanging with people who got corpses in their bellies. It's just the facts. You got corpses rotting in your belly? No, need not apply. Need not apply, baby. Get out of here. But if you're vegan, here's your affirmation. The ability of the universe to give me what I need humbles me. The ability of the universe to give me what I need chastens me. It humbles me. I love that. Because the universe sometimes, man, it does humble me, to be honest. I don't really believe in, like, the the voodoo gods or anything like that. But... I do sometimes, I'm like, man, shit, I'm surprised this is working out still. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, of all, against all odds, all the dead people I know, all the things that have turned bad for all, you know, like that, but for the grace of God go I. I, I sometimes, man, I really feel that. That's a good, uh, the ability of the universe to give me what I need humbles me, indeed, indeed. I don't know that it's a sentient universe giving me shit, but I tell you what, man, the fact that I'm still... I'm still sucking air. I'm still standing up straight. I'm still fighting for the animals. I'm still doing what I do. I'm still, I'm still standing for what I think is right. I'm still trying my hardest to live an ethical life. And I haven't had my head chopped off. I haven't been murdered. I haven't been laid low by any, by any severe illness. Man, I'd like to think of me, myself as just lucky, but the ability of the universe to give me what I need humbles me. Man, that's a good one. I have faith in the power of the universe to deliver to me what I need and want better than I could ever do myself. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I got to think about that one. The universe is much more resourceful than me. So I'll set my intentions for happiness and then stay open for surprises as to how it will come. Now, that's good. The universe is much more resourceful than me, so I'll set my intentions for happiness. Set sail for happiness. Let's go. And then stay open for surprises. Yeah. That's one thing I am good at. I'm open for surprises. If something happens, planes are delayed, plans don't work out, a lot of times I get down, but most of the time I'm like, well, either at least we tried or isn't this a fascinating turn of events? <laughs> so many times in my life I'm like, 
Well, this is a fascinating turn of events. Holy shit, man. It could have gone a lot differently. I thought it was going to go this way, and it went that way. I thought we were zigging, and now we're zagging. Stay open for surprises, baby. The ability of the universe to give you what you need humbles me. Yep, I like it. I hope you like it, too. Boom! That's your affirmation for vegans only. Vegans, I love you. You're my VFFs. You're the only ones actually trying to make a difference in this world and setting sail for happiness. Let's set sail for happiness. I like it. Set your intention to happiness. Perfect. All we got to do is get to 88 miles per hour and we can get there. <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed that. Thank you. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you haven't liked this video yet, what the heck, man? Come on. Hey, vegans. It is very much a false equivalent to say the left is as bad as the right in this country. It really irks me. Okay, like I said, I'll tell, I'll tell, I'll say it again. Every time I have to vote, I have to vote on the left because it's either be with them or be with the racist fascists. You're right. You're right. They're not as bad, but their interests seem to be identical. It's just that one is less fascist and racist than the other you're right you're right they're not as bad the left is not as bad as the right gotta admit I, i'm in, i'm mea culpa you are right vegan stallion i misspoke there you're right it's either be with the nazis or be with the left right now those are your options <laughs> so yeah you're absolutely right it does seem to suck though act like the world is rigged in your favor Rumi. i like that Rumi. i like Rumi. i used to read Rumi a lot in college he was like I, I went through a Rumi phase. I read like three books by Rumi. I was really, I was really into him. I was trying to learn Persian shit just to learn, uh, just to read a little bit of, of like learn it in like ancient. Well, it's, I guess it's Farsi, but it's not totally Farsi. Anyway, I was trying to read it and translate it to English. I got really into Rumi for a while. I really did. The the rain makes every molecule on Earth pregnant with emotion. Man, who writes like that? Rumi, Rumi writes like that. The rain makes every molecule on earth pregnant with emotion. Uh, pregnant with emotion and mystery, I think. Pregnant with mystery, pregnant with motion and a mystery, something like that. Man, lesser of two evils is still evil. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. That's kind of how I feel. But Vegan Stallion is right. And yeah, he's right. But I guess I guess it's it's not really fair to say left and right. Um, it's really Republican versus Democrat in this country anyway. Um, I shouldn't have said leftist. My real mistake is I said leftist. I should have said Democrats because I, I do think the Democrats and Republicans are like two heads of the same snake, but the Democrats are just a little bit, uh, a little less evil. They're a little less evil. Yeah, Vegan Stallion, you're right. I misspoke. Uh, you seem to be equating corporate Dems with the left. The Democrats are center left at best, with the possible exception of just just Democrats. I agree. I am, I am, I am admitting that I misspoke when I said leftist. I should have said Democrat. Yes. How dare you? <laughs> I misspeak sometimes. I understand, but uh, everyone knows that I'm pretty much. I'm a pretty much, uh, yeah, right versus, well, they're all, they're all kind of, um, like Noam Chomsky says that we don't have a pro-people party. We have two parties and they're both pro-business. And I, I, I think he's right about that. I disagree with Noam Chomsky on many a thing. Please do not think that I am platforming or promoting Noam Chomsky. 
I disagree with a lot of what he says, but I do agree with a lot of the big stuff that he said, like the big ideas, like the the old shit he used to say, the shit he said back in the back in the eighties, you know, seventies. Yeah. All right. Next up. <laughs> Are we good? Everyone's still in lo- everyone's still loving me. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Thank you. Please. <laughs> I hope that I hope that you guys are still having a good time. I feel like so I feel like I'm on I'm on um on on I feel like I'm walking on broken glass sometimes when I do this show because everyone's ready to call me out on any little thing that I I say miss I misspeak. And so I have to be so careful. And it's like sometimes I'm riffing on things and I'll say leftist instead of Democrat, or I'll say utilitarians instead of uh threshold deontologist or whatever and then sometimes when i edit the videos i'm like fuck i said the wrong thing and someone's gonna call me out on that and i feel so um nervous sometimes because yeah i'll say the wrong thing sometimes and people don't give me the benefit of the doubt they're like ah you're you're i got you i got you eating our way um to extinction yeah i feel the same way about insects awesome me too thank you Thank you for noticing. I got this shirt a long time ago. I hardly ever wear it. I feel like I'm on crazy pills. Why? <laughs> Sky is definitely a DT. Uh, I read that somewhere. A detective? I'm a det- I'm a detective. I am a detective. I'm a, I'm a detective. I'm I'm like a private. I'm a private detective, like Magnum PI. I've got the mustache and the Hawaiian shirt. I'm just like I'm just like. Um, Magnum PI. The word of the day is empirical. Empirical is a fun one, and every vegan knows this one, right? But let's just look at the definition for funsies, right? Maybe we'll learn something together. I think that that's always exciting when you're able to learn something. Can you learn something with me? I like learning things with people. You know what I'm saying? I think it's wonderful. I feel like if you never stop learning, you'll never lose your mind. When we describe something such as data as empirical, we mean that it is originated in or was based on observation or experience. Empirical can also be used to describe something something that is capable of being verified or disproved by observation or experiment as empirical laws. Usually we call it empirical evidence. I don't see the word evidence here yet, but most of the time we say empirical evidence, right? So yeah, is it related to the word empire? We're going to find out, Jordi Samano, on the did you know section. I'm pretty sure they're going to say that. Yeah, (laughs) has nice shirt, hardly ever wears it. Well, I don't have much of a I used to wear it veganish, but I don't go outside very much. I basically do this channel. I work on this a lot of hours, and then I, yeah, that's basically all I do. I make videos for YouTube these days, but I don't really go outside except to see a movie with my girlfriend from time to time. Empirical. The team of conservation biologists gathered reams of empirical data from species inventories to soil analyses to help them get a better understanding of the forest ecology. Conservation conservation biologists, you know, back to conservative and liberal um, or Democrat and Republican, I think, you know, sometimes old school conservatives, like when they actually wanted to conserve I was kind of like some of the shit that they said. I was like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Like, uh, why can't we conserve? Let's conserve. But there's no conserving when it comes to conservatives these days. It's kind of a bummer. But conserve, 
conservation biologist. That sounds like a cool job, doesn't it? Checking out the empirical inventories of species, inventories of soil analysis. In context, in June 2023, just a couple months ago on Complexity Science Hub, scholars have long tried to understand why Neolithic farmer populations go through boom-bust cycles, including collapses when regions when whole regions are abandoned according to one common explanation climate fluctuations are the main driver but empirical tests do not fully support this claim in a new paper published in the latest issue of scientific reports turchin and his team seem to have come up with a new piece of information our study shows that the periodic outbreaks of warfare and not climate fluctuations can account for the observed boom bust patterns in the data that's kind of a nice little uh a nice little thing because how often how often vegan activists online do you get someone being like well climate change you see populations grow and fall there's no such thing as an endangered species like the endangered species act i think is one of the most important pieces of legislation to come out of the united states in an extremely long time and they're trying to get rid of it right now that's what's happening they're trying to get rid of it because they don't like the fact they got to spend money to save fish from time to time <sighs> How often do you hear, well, there's boom and bust, boom and bust cycles because the climate, they're saying, nope, that's not true at all. It's mostly because of war, conflict, economic despair, things like that. All right, <clears throat> let's see what this is all about. When empirical first appeared as an adjective in Eng English, it meant simply in the manner of an empiric. In the ancient world, empirics were members of a sect of doctors who practiced medicine using treatments observed to be clinically effective rather than treatments based on theoretical principles. Interesting. Wow, I didn't know that. This sounds all fine and good to a modern reader, but empirics were in direct opposition to Galen. Oh, the Galen. There's a Galen, um, a Galen part of your brain. Galen, the second century Greek physician whose theories and practices included the theory of bodily humors, dominated medicine in Europe from the Middle Ages. Yeah, Galen was really important. He's got, there's like parts of your body still called Galen things, you know. As the underdogs in this rivalry, empirics took some reputational hits, evidenced by the use of empiric to refer to someone who disregards or deviates from the rules of science or accepted practice. I did not know that either. To be uh, called an empiric was sometimes like being called a quack or a charlatan. Empirical can still be used critically to describe ideas and practices that rely on experience or observation alone and without due regard to system or theory. But perhaps in a bit of a case for, of the empirics strike back, <laughs> empirics strike back, empirical m m more often keeps its narrower sense and is used positively to describe evidence and information grounded in observation and experience or capable of being verified or disproved by observation or experiment. Wow, I did not know that. So it really is not totally have anything to do with empire at all empiric just meant the members of a sect of doctors who practiced medicine using treatments observed to be clinically effective rather than treatments based on theoretical principles what do you think about that put that in your pipe and smoke it 
huh? Empirical. What a good word of the day. Because I use it all the time, and I didn't really understand where it came from or what it meant. I learned so much. I, sometimes the words that you know when you do this every day, you actually learn more from the words you already know than the words you didn't know. Word of the day. That's your word of the day, vegans. God damn. I hope you learned as much as I did on that. That was funny. That was fun. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, work from home, usually in my PJs. I Well, I put on a shirt for the show, but like, like I, I do a couple costume changes throughout the day, but usually I'm... Um, you know, I go for a run. I went for a run today. I did my two miles today. Oh, my legs are kind of sore because I haven't been running. But I did two miles again today. I did. I did. Hill. I'm doing hills because I think you can, you can burn more on hills. You know, get you can build muscle mass too on on hills more. So I'm I'm on that. I'm on that tip right now. Eating our way to extinction. Yeah, I'm an anarchist, baby. I hold a lot of leftist ideas, but I can't stand how a lot of leftists and right-wing people talk about climate change but never mention animal agriculture. Well, that's the same thing. People talk about giraffes dying, but they don't talk about how animal agriculture is the one, the thing that's causing all the giraffes to die. Animal agriculture and urban, uh, and urban development. What do you know? It's the same thing every time. Number one reason they're dying. That's part of why Maya sites were, Mayan sites were abandoned, but warfare had a lot to do with resource shortages from drought and bad farming practices. Oh, Jonesy LaFay, our resident archaeologist, coming in with the facts. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, I think, though, that uh, when other animals die, a lot of the times when we saw boom and bust population, that was also a thing. But do you think that that was not because of climate, though? That it wouldn't have been because of climate change. If there was drought, I guess drought could be a climate attributed to climate change. But, I mean, <sighs> aridification of forests like in Egypt and all that, that didn't just happen overnight. That happens because of, 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 of the way of agricultural practices, right? It's human beings doing shitty things. And then going to war over limited resources. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Like human beings not rotating crops, for example, or doing something that results in like a dust pole scenario. And then because of the scarce resources, going to war with the tribe, the town next door, you know, it makes perfect sense. I guess if you think about it, the dust bowl, we're really lucky in America that we didn't have to fight another war, uh, civil war during the, the dust bowl when resources became limited, don't you think? I think we're really lucky that way. Yeah. I love walking. I want to die walking. Walking's nice, but it takes so long. I love walking, but it does take a long time. How do you have poor farming practice if your civilization lasts two and a half thousand years? Um, well, I mean, you ruined the land for for the rest of us, like, forever. I mean, you, the empire fell. Like, they could have gone 5,000 years if they kept it longer. And also, that idea of an, the of the civilization lasting that long, that might be true, but they had to move around and shit. They couldn't really stay in one place and all that, right? I'm not an Egyptologist, but I do know that... Um, it doesn't look like it used to, right? You look at paintings and stuff back then, it was all verdant and all of that, and now it's just covered in sand. So something happened. Sky completely dodges the ring cover. I saw it, all right. 
wondering the same thing. Oh, everyone wants me to put a ring on it now. When we, uh, when, when we're able to support ourselves, how about that? When we're financially stable, you want to, if you really, you could become a channel member or a Patreon subscriber and be, uh, and then support the channel. And if if the channel ever works out, uh, we'll I'll put a ring on it. How about that? We need to we need to be financially stable before we do something like that. I don't have the need to move around town, but I used to I used to use a bicycle. Jordy likes the bike. Nice. The Mayans deforested a lot of areas, not only for growing corn, but also used a lot of wood to process limestone, which they used to cover the pyramids to make them white, which they then painted. That makes... See, that's what I mean. I mean, like... So that really wouldn't have been climate change doing it. That would be kind of development and then screwing it up and then having... then they And then they go to war over scarce resources that they have themselves depleted, right? Humans are so smart. Kill billions of animals. Kill millions, millions of humans. Kill the environment. And to top it all off, kill your own species. We definitely are a special breed. Yes. Hey, um, Gorik, were you the one who asked me to learn how to play Sound of Silence? Wasn't that you? Somebody asked me to play Sound of Silence, and I played it. And, and um, I learned it, and I played it, and then I got a copyright strike. So I had to mute it. So if you want, you can now look at me playing. You can look at me playing the um, the song, but you can't hear me playing the song because <laughs> it had to be muted. Gorik, did you see me play it? I don't know if you heard me. I, I played it for you, but I thought that, yeah, it was you. But did you see it? That's the question. I thought it was you, but then I didn't see you in the chat when I played it. So I was like, oh, I'm playing it. I, I did it. I did it, though. I, I was a man of my word. I did it. Buy a t-shirt so we could have a VFF wedding. Wouldn't that be great? A big VFF wedding? What do you say? What do you say? A big wedding just for VFFs. Just for vegans. That's all vegan. Uh, <laughs> I did it at the end of one of my one of my live streams like I always do on the on the nighttime live stream. I always do on the on the five o'clock one. But um, but I, I, I did it. And now it's you could see it, but you won't hear it <laughs> because it's muted. <laughs> because YouTube, when you do, uh, when you have a song, if you play a cover, and if the AI determines that you're playing a cover and somebody owns the rights to that song, then they'll they'll take it from. They'll start taking your money. And so I had to. So you push a button and it mutes it, and then you're out of jail. You're okay. So now there's a there's a video of me playing "Sound of Silence" on my guitar, but you can't hear any of it. It's completely muted. It's pretty funny. Yeah, but it's still there. You can go watch it. And it is the Maya, not Mayans. Mayan refers to the language only. Well, Jonesy, are they still around? Is are they offended when I say it? <laughs> okay. The Maya. Got it. What about the Aztec? Are they the Aztecas? Or the Aztecs? I went vegan for the animals and all I got was this badass shirt. Free shirt idea. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All I got was this badass shirt. I went vegan. All I got was this all this sh all I got was this fucking t shirt this stupid t shirt. <laughs> Right, but what are what are the people called? What are the people called of the Aztecs? 
If it's not, if the Mayans are Maya, then what are the Aztecs? Are they Aztecas? I don't know. I don't know about those things. <laughs> Thanks a lot for the effort. You're welcome. All right. Today in history. Today in history, we've got a lot of cool stuff uh, that happened, and I'm really excited about bringing it to you. This is not the right, is it the right day? Oh, yeah, it is the right day. It's still talking about Vesuvius because uh, 2018 to be the, it, it believed until 2018 to be the date of the massive eruption of Vesuvius, which buried the cities of Pompeii. Can you imagine, man? I, we talked about it yesterday. Vesuvius is so incredible to me. So wild. Alaric sacks Rome. Alaric the first sacks Rome. Did it. 410. Visigoths did it. All right, let's keep going. Active uniformity requires English to accept Book of Common Prayer. Oh, good. That was like, that's still, they still use the Book of Common Prayer in England because the Church of England, they wanted to get, Henry VIII, he wanted to have, he wanted to have, uh, you know, one, one, a new church because he wanted to get divorced. So the, now they got the Book of Common Prayer there. It's still it. This, they still use the Book of Common Prayer. They still do. British forces capture Washington, D.C. and destroy many landmarks in the War of 1812. And today, today in history, the White House was burned down. Apparently, the White House was just another building, and they burned it down. And when they burned it down, they turned it white. I don't think that's totally true. But that's why it's now the White House, is that in the War of 1812, they burned it down, and they had to rebuild it. And when you burn bricks, the bricks turn white. And so they just painted the whole thing white, supposedly. I think that's just a legend, but I like that legend, so why not? I think it's a fun story. But a lot of people don't know that America almost lost its independence to the British back in 1814 when they came up the Potomac, and they bombed the crap out of everything, just burned everything. They just burned everything alive, killed a bunch of people. Those British, man, they were tough. They were tough. They were like, well, you thought you were getting out of this empire early? I don't think so. And so they came and they tried to kill us all. They, they sat, they took Washington, D.C. That seems so crazy to me that Washington, D.C. was just taken by the English 30 years almost. Yeah, 40 years after we had our independence, the British came and burned our Capitol building down. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it seems so crazy to me. The War of 1812, uh, it, it happened today. <laughs> the U.S. invaded Canada first, I, if I recall correctly. There was a lot going along in the eight, War of 1812. A lot of it was because the way, the way they teach it to us in school is that the Americans were just trying to do some uh, inter, intercontinental commerce and that the British kept shanghaiing our ships. They would just take our ships and they'd all be like, oh, y'all are British now and the ship belongs to Britain now, sorry. And so the Americans made faster ships and better ships than the English. And the English literally said, I've read this article once, it was amazing, that the, 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 scurrilous, the scurrilous Americans are, are cheating by making faster ships. And meanwhile, we were kicking their ass in the, in the ocean. We did pretty well, beating the hell out of the English in the ocean, which was, is kind of their territory, you know? I mean, they beat the Spanish Armada. So, anywho... We won. We won uh, mostly because the French got involved and started attacking England. So, but you know what? The enemy of my friend. Wait, yeah, the en the friend of my the enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's what it is. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. And so, 
It was pretty great. The U.S. was going to annex, annex Canada. Oh, I know. It's the Monroe Doctrine. <laughs> the Monroe Doctrine was saying, get the hell out of the Western Hemisphere, Europe. And the English were like, we're not doing that. And we we're like, you're not allowed over here. And if we're not, and we're going to keep going over there. We're going to keep trading with France, but you're not allowed to come to Americas. It was also against Spain. And I mean, it was a big thing, the Monroe Doctrine. The fifth, fifth U.S. president, James Monroe. He was. Uh, he wanted to keep all, all of the uh, bastards, all the European bastards, out of the Western Hemisphere. It makes sense, right? I think it makes perfect sense. But what do you know? Keep them out of the New World. The amount of U.S. invasions of foreign countries over the last hundred years is absolutely insane. Over the last hundred years, cut us a break. I mean, come on. The Americans have done a lot of bad things, but still. People with Aztec ancestry, which may include myself, refer to themselves as Mexica or Tenochka, as the Tenochtitlan, which is now Mexico City. I knew that. I knew that. You know, the Oxawatl were really uh, like holy animals, and now they're endangered. Now there are more uh, lab lab Oxawatl alive than wild Oxawatl, and we cannot rewild the lab Oxawatl. So now they're basically a totally different species, but they think that the Oxawatl will go extinct, which is pretty horrible because they were this holy creature of Aztec, and they live only in one place in the world, which is Tenochtitlan, or currently known as Mexico City. They think it's the world's oldest city, the world's oldest city. It's oftentimes the largest city in the world too, because I think there's like 27 million people living there. Have you ever been there? It's a pretty cool town. It's a pretty cool town. Trotsky was killed there. <laughs> British forces capture U.S. and destroy, destroy the Washington D.C. They burn down the, they burn down the Washington Monument. They burn down the 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 friggin' White House. Come on, man! You burn down the White House. We didn't burn down Downton Abbey or whatever you guys got over there. <laughs> I'm just joking. I love the, I love English people. I just think the War of 1812 is interesting. You know. Uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart completes his violin and piano sonata A, K526. All right. Let's do this. Let's do this. Oh, my God. The printing of the Gutenberg Bible was completed in 1456. The Gutenberg Bible is one of the most fascinating things to ever happen in the history of the world. It was the first time some dude, some guy, he just decides we're going to move the text around and use the same press... And he, he invented movable type. He changed the whole world. Like printing presses were around, like the ancient Chinese were using them. But he's like, wait a second, wait a second. Let's, uh, let's just move the words. Let's not re recut a big block every time we do this. What are you, crazy? And so he made, of course, the first book he made was the Bible. I've seen two. There's only four Gutenberg Bibles left. I've seen two of them. And it's so cool when you see them. They're all they're on this display, and it's such a tiny little book with... It's, it seems magical. It's like the first, it's sort of, sort of the first book ever printed. And man, it's super cool, the Gutenberg Bible. I used to go to the Gutenberg Festival, which is a festival of printing. I, I've, I've been to it twice. It was pretty cool. Um, Gutenberg, if you think Johannes von Gutenberg is pretty cool, then I am your friend. All right. <laughs> 
There's some famous birthdays here. Yasser Arafat won the Nobel Peace Prize. Happy birthday, Yasser Arafat. A lot of people will uh, will criticize Yasser Arafat, leader of the PLO, the Palestinian Liberation Organization. Um, the PLO uh, wanted freedom for Palestine. Palestine's a difficult subject that I really don't want to talk about because people get really mad depending on which side you're on. But suffice it to say, Yasser Arafat was awarded the Peace Prize and people disagreed about that and still disagree about it today. They also think that he might have been assassinated. They exhumed his body to find out. I mean, it's a very complicated thing with this this whole Palestine and, and Israel problem. I mean, I'm not even, I don't want to talk about Palestine and Israel. Should we talk about Pel No, let's not. Let's not. Happy birthday, Yasser Arafat. Howard Zinn was was dead in 2010. If you don't know how Howard Zinn is, he wrote The People's History of the United States of America, one of the most important books for any activist to read. It's called The People's History of the United States of America. It is the history of the United States told from the perspective of the activist. Holy shit. The first time I read this book, it changed my life. It, it changed my damn life completely i read it in high school and i was like what the f what is this book i couldn't believe how ballsy howard zinn was that he wrote a book it's just the same history that you learn in school but told from the activist point of view it's wonderful and i really think that if you haven't read it you're doing yourself a disservice it it sparked in me an activist that I didn't know was there. I was I was the kind of young guy that was like, when I was in high school, I read the Communist Manifesto. I read the Tao Te Ching. I read Mein Kampf. I read, uh, I was just, I read a lot of different kind of like, if it was a controversial book, I wanted to read it. If it was, I read uh, The Republic. I read, um, I'm trying to think of like the groundbreaking books I read when I was in high school. I was just like, I didn't, I just, I was searching for something. I read the Bible when I was in high school, my freshman year of high school. Actually, the summer between my, I was in eighth grade. And um, I was just, I read the Quran, not all of it. I read the uh, Book of Mormon, not all of it. But I was really just searching and I was just so thirsty to, to find answers, I guess. Howard Zinn, man, I didn't know that, the perspective of history was so skewed until I read Howard Zinn. And um, yeah, it turned me into an activist. So there you go. There you go. You saw a Gutenberg Bible? Yeah, it's pretty exciting, right? There's one in the Huntington Library, kind of, in it's in LA, in Pasadena. And uh, they have an Alexander Calder um stabile in front of the building and inside there's a gutenberg bible and they also have oh my god they've got this such a cool thing where they have the original manuscript of i want to say seawolf or call the wild one of the jack london books and it was in a firebox so it's in this firebox but but san francisco burned down and so it was so hot that the book is black and it's burned it was cooked to the to the degree to, it was still it, it was in a firebox so it didn't burn 
but it burned. It was it was cooked like in an oven. And you look at this book and it's just like the holographic manuscript of Jack London's Call of the Wild. I think it was Call of the Wild. And it's in this little box and they can't touch it because it'll fall apart. Oh, my God. I love stuff like that. How did my interview go? We'll get to that in the end. I'll tell you in the end, okay? Anyone who anyone who wants personal Skyjack information, wait till the end. We'll do it, I promise. I'm on a roll. There are only four Maya books known to be in existence. All the rest were burned by some zealous priest. You know what? I like Judas Priest, but I do not like zealous priests. Yeah. Thanks, Veganish. I like this shirt. I'll wear it more often. Thank you for the compliments, guys. I always like wearing my Hawaiian shirts on here. Carlo Gambino, you guys all know who that is. Uh, Jorge Luis Borges was a famous writer. He wrote, um, he's from Argentina. I remember in college, everyone, yeah, shared a literary prize with Samuel Beckett. I read a lot of Beckett in college. I was never a huge Borges friend, fan, but um, a lot of my friends were really into him. So, like, Borges stories often deal with philosophical themes such as time, eternity, and the nature of personal identity and mystical experience and such speculations. Borges draws from the idealism of Berkeley and Schopenhauer. You know, like Schopenhauer is one of my favorite philosophers. So, um, like, I feel like I've always known about Borges and I always like will read about like people who knew him, like uh, T.C. Boyle knew him and things like that. But I've never been... I've never been a big fan of uh, Borges, but maybe I should be, huh? Maybe I should be. He's an incredibly important writer, and um, he admires a lot of the people that I admire. And this guy, Wilberforce, is a really interesting guy. He was an English abolitionist. He, uh, for 26 years, he fought to end the slave trade. And in the in 1807, they won. Wilberforce is one of those famous guys that um, he's like the English John Brown sort. No, not really. But he was one of the most important people in the abolition of slavery. And I think that's important to remember him. Um, another Another activist, you know? Today's today's a good day for birthdays if you think about it. We've got a lot a lot of good birthdays today. Um, I don't see any vegans though, but maybe we'll get a vegan in the next one. Let's see if there's any other vegans. These are the famous birthdays. What the heck? Wait a second. Isn't it Nietzsche's birthday today? I think it's Frederick Nietzsche's birthday today. No. Huh. I don't know. I thought it was Friedrich Nietzsche's birthday today. I guess I'm tripping. Okay. Uh, Dave Chappelle, not vegan. Marley Matlin, not vegan. Stephen Fry should be vegan. He's got one of the greatest voices ever. Stephen Fry. I, I, Stephen Fry always does the voiceovers. If you're English, you know who he is. Uh, Rupert Grint is that kid from that movie with the Wizards. Cal Ripken Jr. He's a baseball player, right? Yep, baseball player. Nobody, Nobody's vegan. Um, I mean, Dave Chappelle even has some fur right here. You can tell he's got some fur behind him. Who's Mike Shanahan? Oh, NFL. Yep, no vegans here. Uh, don't care about these jerks. Stephen Fry really should be fucking vegan, though. Like, he always bugs me. Actor, comedian, and writer. He's always... You know, he always seems like this super smart dude, and it always bums me the hell out that people like that aren't vegan. 
Famous deaths. Henry J. Kaiser. God, is, is, did, did Nietzsche die today? Charlie Watts died today. Charlie Watts is the... Uh, Charlie Watts is the um, drummer for the... Or was the drummer. Friedrich? No, he's not. I don't know why I'm thinking Friedrich Nietzsche's birthday was today. Weird. Um, Richard Attenborough... No vegans. All bunch of people I don't like. I don't even know who who's Gatulio, dictator of Brazil. Definitely not vegan. Don't know him. Don't even know who that guy is. So, Richard Attenborough. Let's see who's this guy. Henry J. Kaiser. He built the shipyard, Liberty Ships, during World War II. Good job, Kaiser. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, I hope you have a better day than all these guys did today. I hope you have a better day. How about Charlie Watts? Is the only interesting one. Poor Charlie Watts, drummer, for the, but he lived a good life. How many people could be a rock star for 40 years? 40 years he was a rock star, and he did fine. He did a good job. Longer than that, right? Was he a rock star for 60? 60 years he was a rock star. He lived a great life. He lived a great life. He probably had sex with Carly Simon. He probably did. Anyway... I hope you guys have a better day than uh, than Charlie Watts. Thanks, vegans, for everything. Um, <clears throat> what about the six-hour interview last night? The six-hour interview yesterday that I was part of was extremely interesting. Um, it's an interview. I'll let you know a little bit more. It's about going on tour to different campuses and going to show people anti-vivis it's an anti-vivisection campaign that takes you around America it it's about 90 days going around to around America visiting college campuses and um, carrying out a animal rights anti-vivisection campaign I'm very excited about it I hope that I, I end up going on this I think it's a kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity and I really hope to do it I got to design two really cool campaigns um, during the during the interview process, which was really exciting. I really enjoyed that. I got to use AI and stuff like that. Then they asked me to do like um, the daily reports that you would do and clean up the reports and how to do a weekly report. And I'm like, okay, well, this is stuff we did in hospitality every day. I love doing this stuff. I, I kind of dig it, actually. I get to write. I also ran... Um, I ran those through GPT as well and like just to clean them up and, and I don't know, I thought that was pretty cool because for the first time I was writing and then using AI to help. Um, it was exciting. I'm not sure if it sped me up, but I think it made me more confident and it, it helped me ideate how everything should go. And then there was a task where, like, let's say you show up at UCLA and they say, hey, your permit is not good. you got to leave. What do you do? And I was like, all right, well, here are the other options where we could park and, and do activism inside of Los Angeles. And that was really cool. I don't know. I had a really good time. Plus, I did, like, um, with the organization called me and we did a, a, a role play. And they asked me, like, all these questions, like, well, where do you get your protein? Oh, well, the Bible says we can eat animals. And so it was really funny because they're, like, handing, they're, like, role playing activism and outreach with me. And of course, like, I'm just like, and at the end of that part, they're like, wow, it's really refreshing to talk with somebody who is really used to these conversations. And I thought, 
yeah, that's that. I've been doing this for a while. I've been vegan for a long time, and um, yeah, I thought it was really good. I a really positive experience so far, and I hope that it, I hope that it goes through. So I'll be in a um, with any luck, I'll be in the on the road doing this show. Which wouldn't that be exciting? Like to do a road show every day. I'll still do it. It might it might take like more of a vlog type feel, but if, I'm hoping to still do the pre-shift and then like updates on what happened and maybe even like upload a video every day about what's going on with the campaign. I think that'd be such a cool thing for the channel. Yeah, sky on the road, right? Yeah, I think that'd be great. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, bro got some skills. You know, it was really fun because at the end he's like, wow, you know, because he said, well, how, how much do you know about Viv? And I'm like, he said, how are you? How good are you with answering questions about Viv? And I went like, pretty? And he goes, pretty? And I said, yeah, I mean, like, it's not something I get asked about all the time, but I mean, I've read Peter Singer and I've read Francione and I've read all of these. And I, I even said like, uh, Animal Liberation is a book that I don't totally agree with, but I think that the parts about um, vivisection are really important to read for a lot of people. I think if, they, if we just read that part, that'd be really valuable to a lot of vegans. And he said, oh, well, you know, it's required reading around here. I'm like, yeah, well, I already read it, so I guess we're good. <laughs> <laughs> he's like that's funny because i just like we're gonna make we make all of our employees read that and i went yeah well that's interesting um i don't totally agree with that book but and so he asked me questions about vivisection and i was just like no problem and i he said that it was really refreshing so i thought that was cool stephen fry is at least vegetarian and calls out anti-vegan trolls true yeah it very well be one of those vegans who don't say they're vegan like Ricky Gervais. Well, Jordy, I, I hope you're right, but Stephen Fry, I, I'm, I'm just disappointed by Stephen Fry because I think he's amazing, and I just, I wish, you know, I'm disappointed by Ricky Gervais, though, too. Uh, he said, Ricky Gervais has said one time I'm vegan on camera and in an interview where he was kind of caught off guard. So... I don't think he, I, I think, I don't know what the hell Ricky Gervais' problem is, but I also hate his, his, his transphobic shit. So, I mean, like, I'm kind of over Ricky Gervais. Vegan with Sky, On the Road. Hey, not bad. On the Road was one of my favorite books. That was a book I read in high school, too. I read that book too early, guys. That's a book you shouldn't read until you're in your 30s. I read that book when I was 17, On the Road by Jack Kerouac. Nobody should read that book until they're 30. <laughs> because you, when you, as soon as you read that book, you want to set the world on fire and go on the road. So, yeah. Have I read Ethics Into Action? Who's the author? I don't think so. I don't think so, Marzi Dotes. I don't think so. Ricky does not, does now, but it took him long enough. Yeah, Cole, I remember that I've never heard him. I heard him say it one time. Arizona State. What university? I told I told you nobody wants to talk about the climate impact of animal agriculture. Yeah. You're right. All right. Well, that's the pre-shift. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed. Thanks for the... Oh, we, I didn't get any super chats. Next time, maybe somebody could hand me, get, get a super chat in here so we can do get some algorithm love. Algorithmic love. 
would be awesome. The algorithm loves super chats, but I'd like to thank all of our Patreon subscribers. Patreon is a wonderful way to connect. We've got a nice little tight community there. Uh, please think about it. Patreon.com slash vegan, of course, or become a member of this channel. I'm trying to put more members only content up and always uh, in will thank you every single day of my life. I'll thank you every single day of my life. You'll never have a more thankful person than me. Some people will have these things where they'll thank every video while I thank you. Yeah, they put one video up a month. I'm thanking you every single day because I do videos every single day. What other vegans doing that? You let me know. I'll follow them. Um, don't forget, also, we've got these nuts, our carbon, uh, our carbon negative shirts. We also have lots of other cool shirts over at veganofcourse.net or veganofcourse.etsy.com. Activist shirts and also just funny vegan shirts. I really enjoy making them. I hope that you enjoy wearing them. I get a super big kick out of anybody who sends me pictures. Here are like more activist style ones and here's like more funny little things. I've got ones that have the membership logo on there. I have the working class vegan inspired by John Lennon. And the We Should All Be Vegans inspired by the We Should All Be Feminist shirt. I hope that you guys have a wonderful afternoon. And I'll see you at 5 o'clock tonight, hopefully. Tonight, 5 o'clock. Uh, I think Kirsten Maryland's going to be on the show tonight, right? Yeah, Kirsten Maryland. It's Thursday. Kirsten Maryland's going to be on the show. That's pretty cool. See you. Bye. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can fuck themselves. Go fuck themselves. This is a shot of all vegans. Yeah, every single day. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the song, Kitten Pyramid. Don't forget to subscribe to Kitten Pyramid if you like the song. I will see you tonight with Kirsten Marilyn. And uh, I want to just say, I, you know, thank you for making my dream come true. My dream is to make stuff for vegans, my VFFs. I love you. I really do. I love uh, nobody I love more in this life than vegans. Thanks, VFF. Illegitimate non carborundum. Don't let the bastards grind you down because we need you. The animals need you. And we need each other. So thank you.